Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Joined now by an award-winning sports columnist for the Noobs and Observer. He's won many awards from several different places, not just for having one of the greatest bald spots in North Carolina sports media. Proud to join Ooh. you there, my friend. But no. <laughs> but he is he's won many awards for his writing as well. He is Luke DeCock joining us. What's going on, man? Man, I'm, I'm doing better about nah, 15 I, seconds. I, I, I don't know why I went to like I was trying to I was I was like, man, let me be let me be funny and light coming in here. And I remembered like the last time you were on here, I think it was like you got you got uh you got caught in the crossfire of a you know a, a media row thing and we had talked about it and I was like that it I'm I'm on the spot and I came up with something terrible and now I feel bad because I was trying to be funny yeah. and I just yeah. blew it. Well, we did discuss that at length, I believe, when you were on the uh, the ACC Now podcast. That's it. Um, Correct. Which, which we discussed at length how I caught a stray yeah. from you. Anyway. All right. We'll, we'll, I, know, I, know, I get the joke, but man, if you didn't know what we were talking about, that sounds harsh. We'll, uh, we'll stick. We'll stick to sports, uh, or we'll try to, or maybe we won't. We'll see. Uh, over under uh, the eight teams in, from North Carolina that uh, are playing in the uh, NCAA baseball tournament. Over under the number that advance to super regionals. I mean, I think I think one will squeak through somewhere, but it's just so hard when you're not hosting. And college baseball is you know is not set up for people to to skate through against really good teams. I mean, the national seeds are national seeds for a reason. I mean, I think there's reason for people to be upset. You know, I mean, I think Campbell should have hosted in Fayetteville, and I think that would have been really cool. Um, but I think, you know, Wake gets through probably hosting at home, number one team in the country. And then maybe you get a second one through uh, somewhere, but, uh, but and then maybe Wake gets upset and someone else gets through. So I think the numbers, you know, if I were setting the line here, I'd probably put it at one and a half, maybe two and a half to get some action. But All right. You know, it's just it's just a setup that's tough, and you know, quite frankly, the schools here uh, weren't rewarded with with hosting, and and that's true. You know, you know, Duke had a shot, and um, Campbell had a shot, and just didn't work out that way. I just felt like with, with by pure numbers, we got to get at least two. I'm going to be disappointed with uh, I mean, three would be awesome, and anything above that would be ridiculous. But at one, I feel like will be disappointing. Two, I'd be okay with. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, the, the hard part is it's kind of like you expect Wake to get through and then can you sneak another one or two through if Wake doesn't get through, you know, and, and, and upsets do happen, then you're, then you're really up against it there. What, it, what is the, uh, why is home field advantage so prevalent in the uh, college baseball tournament? I mean, I, I honestly, I think it's weather. You have, you know, playing baseball at this time of year, especially in this area, but even in the Midwest and deeper South, you just run into so many delays and your, your pitching gets out of whack and it's just easier to be at home than it is to be staying in, you know, like look at the teams in the Lexington regional, they're staying in dorms because there's no hotel rooms available because of a, 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 a music festival. Like, like who wants to sit there? You know, you get back after the game ends at 3 a.m. and you got to be back up at seven because you got a noon. Game. Like, it's just, it's just a hard, it's a hard 
the infrastructure of this is hard. And you see it with the games that go past midnight and, and the weather delay. It's just, it's just hard. And, be, and because of that, it's easier to be home. I, see, I think you see a lot less of that in the super regionals where you have two really good teams and, and you know, you're, you're going to play two or three games. And it's not that big of – it's not that marathon that the first, the first weekend is. You didn't even bother touching on the, uh, the umps playing to the home crowd. I feel like that's uh... – uh, I always you know what, Hayes, after the, uh, the Coastal Carolina series at State, I have dispatched forever with the idea of the umps <laughs> and the home crowd. And you know what? I've seen State lose at home. I've seen Carolina lose at home. I actually think, if anything, the, if anything, the umpires are trying to go across the other side of the line and not show favoritism. Uh, in, in in what I've seen over the years, the old like teacher teaching their own student. I'm grading them. I grade. I mean, teaching their own kid. They grade them even harder yeah, than the other students. Yeah, yeah. That, that curve is hard. Yeah, um, I'm sure that you and Adam Gold have talked at length about sports gambling as the you know drip 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 news process of like now it's here, now it's there, now it's there, now it's there. We're getting it. It's coming. But it does look like we uh, are closer than ever to actually getting sports gambling legalized uh, for next year. What, what do you think the impact will be Let's with, for two people in particular? Person who plays ACC basketball, 20-year-old guy or girl playing for NC State or Wake Forest. Is their life at all impacted by uh, sports gambling being legal in the uh, state of North Carolina? Yeah, I think based on what we've seen elsewhere in other states that have done this, when the people who are watching your games are actually betting on them, you know, physically present and, and the people around you, um, I, I think you do see, you know, we've seen sort of anecdotally, I don't know if anyone's actually done a study, an increase in sort of social media abuse. So I think players in, in, in basketball and football, but especially basketball where the players are so identifiable, uh, especially in this market, are, are going to feel like they're under a, a bit more scrutiny. And that's completely unfair, obviously. Yep. But I think that's one of the unintended consequences we've seen elsewhere um, as this has become sort of the, the, the rule of the day as opposed to a, uh, an outlier. We've just seen a lot more abuse of athletes, which is which is dumb. But you know, we also have the New York Post saying that Tom Morello's anti-Nazi post was controversial. I'm not sure. You know, we're just living in a very weird timeline. Yeah. And then, uh, what about fan who goes to a game at PNC Arena, um, but does it? But isn't it better? Like, obviously, you're impacted if you want to bet, and now you can. Great. Then, like, you you love it. You, the game experience is changed hopefully enhanced for you presuming you win every now and then um but person who isn't placing a bet and just wants to keep going to a canes game at pnc arena uh how are they impacted by sports gambling you know i think the only thing that they're going to notice is just the prevalence of the advertising yeah you know we've seen it you know even on television during the playoffs if you were watching the hurricanes on the road you know there's a lot of DraftKings ads and kevin weeks you know, taping up his stick while talking about DraftKings. You see it during golf tournaments where they're, you know, running FanDuel or DraftKings specials for that tournament. You're just going to see more of that in the building now. I mean, this is uh, a huge – I mean, one of the reasons why the Hurricanes and the Panthers and Charlotte FC and the Hornets um, have all pushed for this is it's a huge in-the-building and sponsorship revenue driver. You know, these companies, whoever the Hurricanes end up partnering with to open a physical sports book at PNC – whether that's MGM or FanDuel or whoever, uh, is going to pay them a lot of money to do that. And then they and other gambling providers now have access to this market. They're going to want to advertise to this market on television, in the arena, 
Uh, those are all revenue streams that weren't there or, you know, aren't there right now, but will be whenever this actually goes into effect. And, and look, you know, yes, it does feel like this is imminent, but it felt that way last summer. Yeah. And we still found a way to screw it up. So I am not going to believe it actually passes until it is signed on the governor's desk and the, the, the balloon is up. Until that moment comes, I am not putting it past our legislature to screw this up again. That's true. I mean, I mean, you've seen crazier things. It'd be like somebody, you know, switching parties and or something like that. You know, but that, that could yeah, never happen. Wackos. Un, un, unbelievable. Um, I, as somebody who uh, I won't claim to know your side in that political issue of gambling, but as somebody who enjoys uh, placing a bet on a game of chance, have you driven to Danville yet? No, I'm curious. I'm actually very curious to go check it out and see whether it's like trailers or a tent or like a converted warehouse. I think it's a big tent um, right now. I think. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's like a, the world's worst wedding reception right now. But technically, um, I, there, there are. I've been in casinos that are tents that are out the back of like riverboats that are technically yeah. tents, but like you don't really feel it. Uh, so I'm open to the idea that it, that I could believe I was actually in a casino. Um, I think. Yeah. You, you know, like the the meal, the the dining areas at a golf tournament are in those big yep, yep. metal and and canvas heavy canvas tents. You don't you can you can put enough stuff up in there where it, you can feel like you're actually indoors. Well, I think for work purposes, uh, you and I probably need to check that out just to, so that we can you know to to you can tell your audience uh, what the options are as North Carolinians right now until until we get uh, more. So. Um, yeah, I think we could actually just drive across the border and just place a couple of bets on our phones and then expense that. I, absolutely. I'm sure uh, I'm sure yeah, employers would love that. Uh, I, I meant to ask one other question on baseball. Uh, I don't. I also don't know where you stand on the uh, bring Major League Baseball to North Carolina, either Charlotte or Raleigh or somewhere else. Um, but do you think if we did get an MLB team, uh, it would impact the interest in college baseball that we have around here? No, I, I don't necessarily think so. I mean, I think that the interest in college baseball around here is very strongly school focused, and, and and to me, it's the people who care very deeply about NC State college baseball or Carolina college baseball are people who are really, really big state or Carolina fans. At least the ones I know. You know, I don't get the sense there's many people who are saying, "Oh, State's home tonight." And Carolina's home tonight, and Duke's home tonight. Which one should we go to? Right. Like, I don't think there's that conversation happening. Um, so I don't think it would have that big of an impact. I think where it would have a massive impact, obviously, is, you know, the Bulls and Mudcats and, and sort of uh, other baseball, um, the, the the wooden bat leagues. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think then, you know, you, if, if that were to happen, you would have this sort of 10,000-pound gorilla throwing its weight around, and that would, you know, basically be the end of what has been, a, you know, a century-plus a century minor league tradition in this area. Um, but obviously that's what happens when you bring a major league team and if that were ever to happen. And, you know, maybe the wooden bat league survived because there is that connection to college basketball. But the problem, you know, the, the, the bigger problem is, and this is, this is one of the big issues with, with baseball here, is when you, when you don't have those Fortune 500 headquarters, we have a lot of Fortune 500 companies, but they're satellite offices predominantly. Yep. When you don't have those big sort of quote-unquote anchor tenants who buy a lot of seats and, and, and have a huge marketing budget and put their names on things. You know, baseball is a very cost-intensive sport. you got to sell 81 home games. You need to sell everything from the urinals to the, to the, to the, to the entrances, to the snack stands. I mean, it is a, 
it is a very, very revenue intensive sport, which is, you know, one of the reasons why the A's management has done such a terrible job. That's a different story, but <laughs> it's, just, it's a, it's a really tough going to market that doesn't have like a bank of America or an AT&T, um, a big corporate anchor tenant, you know, it's like kind of having, trying to have a mall in the old days without a Macy's or a belt. Yeah. Did you, to do. So, yeah. You brought up the A's. Did you see the video of the, the person who ran on the field and like a security couldn't even be bothered to go get them? Like they made a full lap around and then just jumped, jumped off. And like, it was almost as if nobody noticed. I mean, you got to keep the fans in the get put fans in the it's, seats one somehow. I mean, that's probably as entertaining as anything else going on. As, I, you know that's me, such a sad situation. I, yeah, and you're a little bit like this. You're you are more of a pure sports fan than I am, and but you share some of my. You know, sports is a human drama. It is theater type things. I would love to be living in Oakland right now, and I'd, I'd love to be going to these games more than I would if they were. You know second in their division and like playing decent baseball, but nothing like setting the world on fire watching like a collapse, a meltdown, the sad ending of stuff. Like, again, I don't wish that on anybody, certainly not the players, but, um, but it, it's, it's different. And it's a different scene watching sports like that. I would, I would be so intrigued to be, to go to a game right now and get down as close as I could and watch it. Um, Absolutely. You know, but that's, and, and that sometimes that's the good part. Like when I look, when like now you say you're a Cubs fan, like being a Cowboys fan or a Yankees fan, it's there's nothing notable about that. But when right. I was growing up, I mean, I would come home from school and I would turn on the Cubs on WGN because they're all day games, and it would be the sixth or seventh inning. And the upper deck at Wrigley, you know, Wrigley now is, is Epcot for drunks. It's basically, <laughs> a, you know, it's a, it's a giant frat house slash mall slash Dave and Buster's. But in those days, in the, in the 80s, they, they would rope off the upper deck. So a guy would hit a foul ball up into the right field stands, and it would bounce around up there because there was literally no one up there, not even ushers. It was just roped off because they were only getting 11,000 people a game, and that was the Cubs baseball I grew up with, walking up to the bleachers. You know, if you were to, say, have an unscheduled absence from school, sure, you could walk up to the bleachers with your friends and buy a ticket and walk right in. Now you have to buy tickets six months in advance. Yep. You know, it's like trying to go to a Taylor Swift concert in the summer, but – Back then, you know, it was a disaster. The Wrigley's owned it. They didn't put any money into the team. They hadn't made the playoffs in 40 years. Um, and that's why the 84 Cubs remains the sort of transcendent sporting experience of my life because it was this, this you know, moribund, decrepit franchise that was known for losing suddenly had this incredible team and figured out a way to win. That and the Lee Elias speech, of course, those were the two sort of. Luke DeCock, News and Observer columnist. If I were a better radio host, I would have sent this over to you earlier so you could have, like, you know, an award-winning columnist answer to this, but instead I'm going to put you on the spot. It's not summer in North Carolina until blank, and I'll uh, let you think of it while I fill with the question uh, for a little bit. It's not, you know, summer in North Carolina until NC State has gotten screwed in the NCAA baseball tournament. It's not summer in North Carolina until uh, your Shibumi comes out. It's not. I would say it's not somewhere in North Carolina until somebody says this. This is the year the Panthers are going to make the playoffs. Ah, okay, all right. Um, But or it's not somewhere in North Carolina until the top twenty-five poll comes out and Carolina's in. There we go. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. Um, Good answers. We appreciate it. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be in here some this summer, and we'll get to talk some more. If not, I will see you around the way, man. We have to do our annual interview from the beach. 
and make sure we do that. This absolutely. Year. I will. Maybe I'll just, even if gold is here, I'll just come in and do that interview with you from the beach. I'll make sure to do that. Yeah. And you're, and you're welcome anytime. Pre- appreciate it, dude. Uh, yeah, Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.